Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, podcast 187. This one will probably be super short, because all I have to talk about is somewhere between 4 and 6 hours of Dragon Age Inquisition. Didn't get to play quite as much as I thought I would, even after delaying the podcast recording by a day. So probably next week we'll have the majority of my thoughts on the game, because I'll have quite a bit more time to play between now and then. But hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So Dragon Age Inquisition is finally out. It is the third in the Dragon Age series, if we don't count mobile apps or downloadable content. It is sort of taking the game in a new direction in terms of how it plays and stylistically. This is the most open world style they've done. If I recall, the first game was almost exclusively small instances The second game, I believe, was a bit bigger instance, but still heavily instanced, and you were kind of zoning here and there whenever you would travel places. This game is very open world in that the areas you're in are fairly huge. Even the first area I'm playing in, I still have yet to explore the whole area. And like I said, I've played a a few times, but I've played about two or three hours each time. So that's quite a lot of exploring around the first area, and like I said, I've just seen part of that area. I don't know about console, because I am playing on PC, but the graphics are fairly ridiculous levels of good. Characters are really incredibly detailed. Outfits are very detailed on the characters, and fairly detailed on sort of the NPCs and bad guys you fight. Though, the way they've designed it, it's sort of kind of far away, so a lot of the details get really, really small and difficult to see on PC. I think on console, they would probably be much easier to see because you're dealing with a much larger screen. But the graphics are incredibly good. However, one odd thing to note is that character creation overall seems kind of more limited than previous games. Even though there are lots of choices and there are lots of sliders... It seems like you really have to know exactly what you're doing to get any kind of real differences between them. Honestly, I really much prefer sort of a, I guess you could say, limited choice format or style of, you know, character creation. Where you have, like, pick from one of 15 facial slash jawbone setups and each is quite distinct. As opposed to here's five different things with you know, five or ten different sliders each, and each thing controls one little tiny thing. Because while it looks really great in cutscene, it's often quite difficult to get a character you're really thrilled with how they look. Most often the sliders affect things so very slightly, and you really don't know what moving the slider a certain way means 
for me, it's always been much easier to just pick from, you know, one of five or 15 choices. Also, I am quite depressed in the very limited choice of hairstyles. It seems like they spent more time giving you options for things like scars and tattoos than they did hairstyles. I mean, I suppose it it, it doesn't really make a difference because you're going to have a hat on, you know, 90% of the time. But I still have a picture from Dragon Age 1 of the character I was very happy with. And it seems like in comparison, you know, that's a much nicer hairstyle on that picture that's, I don't know, it's got to be probably five years old by now, maybe more. And it seems like the hairstyles in Dragon Age 3, essentially, are quite limited in comparison. The hairstyles for both men and women are exactly the same. It's a set of, I think, about 15 different choices. So there's really only, like, three or four that really work with, you know, women, and three or four that are kind of, you know, you don't want them on women, you want them just on men. But because they are sort of gender-neutral hairstyles, they don't really work all that well. So for those like me who are really into sort of character customization and getting your character to look, you know, reasonably good within your limited choices, you know, I think maybe they gave us too many choices and it is too difficult to find your way to something you like. That being said, I'm sure that's a fairly minor point for most people. Combat moves really smoothly, but oftentimes combat will be spread out over an area and you'll sort of need to zoom away from your character. And so again, you know, once you zoom out like that, you lose a lot of the really nice smaller details in how things look and sort of battlefield awareness, I guess, because you're just getting down to, at least on my laptop, something that's only like an inch or so big. And it's like, you know, that's really difficult to see. Again, this seems primarily targeted at console owners. So this wouldn't be as big of an issue because you're dealing with a screen that's, you know, easily three times larger. So again, I don't know how it is on console. Outside of cutscenes, you are in a third-person mode. When doing conversations outside of cutscenes, which is how you'll do normal conversations, you're in sort of the normal third-person mode. And I find it kind of odd that characters will stop moving in terms of, you know, walking around. They'll just stand in one place. But the conversation doesn't zoom in. So it's sort of like you stop, you stand, you know, five or ten feet away from somebody, and then just kind of turn your head towards them and, and talk. I would guess this is because they're limiting the amount of, you know, animations in terms of facial animations and character animation that they need to do because the people are just basically standing there and talking in sort of a a neutral facial expression. But I don't know, that seems kind of disappointing to me. I would much prefer it zoomed into our two characters, get in really close, so we can see those details on the characters. And, you know, at least have some kind of, you know, limited facial expression. Because compared to the actual cutscenes where characters are fully animated and they're doing a lot of expressions and stuff, it just seems really, really odd. The music seems really good, though I haven't paid too much attention to it. I don't tend to really go for music in games, so oftentimes I don't pay a lot of attention. I will probably pay more attention to it between now and next time. 
combat seems a bit disorienting for this game, in that, as one example, if you're a melee character, you have to move into range of the target you're fighting. The UI isn't designed to, like, automatically lock on and keep within range, so it's pretty much like you hold down the button to attack, and then you have to be sure you're within range. And if you're not within range, you'll just stand there and wave your swords around, looking like a crazy person. So that seems, again, heavily designed toward consoles, because I would think that would be a lot easier to move around with the control stick and then, you know, hold the attack button when you get close to somebody. Seems like that would make perfect sense on a controller. But on a keyboard and mouse, it's it's a little weird. And although they said they are launching with controller support, the 360 controller I have doesn't seem to register or work with the game for some reason. I looked around, and apparently they are looking into that. So for some of you out there who are playing, and you're like me and you have a 360 controller, or a, maybe you have an Xbox One controller you want to try and use, apparently they don't work for everybody right now for some reason. So again, um. Combat's a a little weird on keyboard and mouse. It's manageable, you get used to it, but it seems very, very designed around gamepad controller style. So again, that's pretty much all my early thoughts. I've only played maybe six hours or so. I do like it. I don't love it quite as much as I loved the first game. Seems like the second game, I didn't quite love it as much as the first game, and This game, again, I still love it, maybe a little bit less than the second game. Again, I'm only a few hours in, so I'm not all that deep. Part of that probably is because the pacing does seem a little odd. Combat does seem a little bit slow, even now that I've switched to Rogue and it's it's sped up a little bit compared to Melee. Still seems a little bit slow. I'm hoping that has to do with my being low level and that will sort of speed up in time. But I wonder if that's sort of a return to the first game in the heavily tactical nature that is Dragon Age. Because they have brought back the tactical camera, so you could very easily go into combat, go into tactical mode, assign orders, let it play out for three seconds, go back into tactical mode. You know, so somebody who is more of a turn-based strategy person could very easily play, you know, repeatedly pausing every few seconds. It's really kind of designed to be played, you know, in real time, though. So again, I I think part of the reason why it moves a little slow is for that reason. It seems to me like it could have been streamlined just a little bit more, and even more oriented towards sort of console high-action play, and they could have maybe sped up that combat, made it flow a little better, even more than they did. But I will probably get quite a bit more playtime between now and next podcast. And I'll probably have quite a lot more to say about it next time. Seems like, though, if you are into the Dragon Age series and you have the option to be able to play, this is probably one very worth picking up. Perfecting in protection. Goblins and gnomes. I 
Ultimate Fury for Nomragon! News this time is pretty short. Hearthstone Goblins vs. Gnomes is still coming sometime in December. No date announced yet. And Destiny The Dark Below, the first downloadable content, is due out in a few weeks on December 9th. That's it for the news. So that's it for this very short Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. Still a bit sick. Uh, You can probably tell my voice is a little funny. But I guess that's it for this time. Hopefully everybody will have a good Turkey Day weekend. I might release the next podcast a little bit early so that it comes out like that Wednesday or something instead of that Friday when it usually would come out. But hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www dot rabbit dot com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html when you type rabbits ramblings don't use the space if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit dot com if you like my page you can also post on facebook at rabbit dot com you can follow me on youtube at rabbit dot I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.